Hello everybody and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Going Racing Podcast here on the channel. Today we have some NASCAR to talk about at Daytona this past week and a little bit of NASCAR 21 news as there was some early uh, demo gameplay you could get your hands off if you were at the track at Daytona this past weekend. Uh, some silly season news, some Formula 1 interesting, tremendous racing in Spa this past weekend to talk about as well as uh, some F1 season to go over with Kimi Raikkonen news that just came out today as we are recording here. Uh, Wednesday evening. I am joined, of course, by my good friends of Jay Cook and Matt O'Brien. We'll start with Jay. How are we doing tonight, Jay? Do be doing better if there wasn't a cable hanging down in my driveway, preventing me from being able to move my vehicle. Uh, so that's been annoying for the last week or so. Uh, really hope that that gets fixed soon. But yeah, other than that, doing great. Uh, thrilling weekend of F1 racing. So that was <laughs> that was something. That was, that was certainly something that we I can't wait to dive into a little bit later in the podcast. Uh, Matt, best how are we F1, doing? Best F1 race ever, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I went to a concert last night. For who? Horn. Never heard of Well, I know I have heard of them, but I've never heard any of their music. You wouldn't like it because uh, narrow-minded called you out on, street, on, on the podcast. Wow. Just because I don't like your type of music? No, because you listen to one genre of music. Ah, no, 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 no. EDM? I also Here have... Here you guys with the sub of EDM. No, I, um... Have... You're hesitating! Uh, a couple of hip-hop songs from Marshmallow on there. Oh, wow, an EDM artist. Moving on. Oh my god. There's a couple of country uh, songs too, actually. Nothing? Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I just. Yeah. <laughs> moving on from Matt Slander, um, we had Daytona this past weekend. We'll kick things off with NASCAR. There was some interesting Denny Hamlin that came out about 10 minutes before we started recording, but we basically know. <laughs> nothing on it so we're not going to talk about it but uh, i'm sure if you're in the nascar world by the time this is out you're probably going to be very well aware <laughs> of, of it if you're on twitter or something so uh we might not, know by the end of the, sh we, end of the it, podcast. if something comes out by the end of the show with more clarification we'll actually talk about it so I, i'm refreshing my twitter every about two minutes right now um but we had nascar daytona regular season finale saturday night under the lights what else better could you ask for? Formula One at Spa, actually. I was looking forward to a lot more. Um, but the NASCAR race was tremendous, of course. Um, Jay, Matt, I don't know how Matt specifically felt. Jay and I watched it together as usual. We loved that race. Uh, Matt, what did you feel about that race? We thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great, too. After about like, 10, 15 laps, I think everyone's uh, concerns about what the package was going to be was... Uh... Quickly, like, okay, we're good. <laughs> I, I heard uh, some no, people complaining about it. Welcome to NASCAR. And then I was like, I don't know what there was to complain about. Um, whenever they would get single file. Oh my file, god, they crashed! They crashed! But whenever they would get single file, they were able to get out of the single file. They could find a way to work, break out of it, and yeah. get back side by side, which I wasn't used to seeing. They were able to be unbelievably aggressive with the bumping, which 
like on the package before i think if they would have done the same types of bumps there would have been there would have been crashes very early in that race so i was impressed by that and like the, there was a bit of a tandem you could kind of make work but it obviously didn't have a huge effect you couldn't pull away from like, the pack it was more like just like one straight away yeah um but overall i i thought i would put that in my personal opinion for my viewership of nascar I'd put that top five restrictor plate races i've ever watched for sure um jay what what was your overall opinion of that race well, first, it was odd to see NASCAR make a change and it actually be a good change and, and be something that, that I liked. It was It's odd to see that. That doesn't happen often. Uh, but I, I thought it was a fantastic race. I enjoyed the entire thing. I was happy we didn't get many wrecks until the towards the end of the race. Uh, there was the typical Rick Ware racing caution, the weekly that caution. That was spectacular. At this point. Uh, but it's just... You know, you, you can't have a race until you get one of those uh, cautions, so that, that made it a complete race. But the the racing overall was fantastic. Uh, I was a little bit worried going into it that it was not going to be that great, especially from what we saw with the Xfinity race. I don't think that the changes they made to Xfinity worked so well, and it, it kind of had me not thinking that the Cup Series was going to be that great. But uh, that got proved wrong right away, and, and those guys were able to, to really make moves. And then, like Gary mentioned as well, if they got single file, they could easily get back double file, even three wide, uh, without no issues. So I, that was something that I enjoyed myself a lot. Um, I feel like before it was just, you know, you get single file to ride around, and then everybody would, too, uh, everybody would be too scared to make a move because they knew it would be hard to make one, and they did not want to lose their track position. So now it seemed like you could easily make one, and the drivers weren't scared to anymore. Uh, so NASCAR found a good middle ground, I think, for the plate package, and hopefully they can bring that over to the next-gen car and have the same result. Uh, but obviously with an entirely new car, you may not be able to do that. We'll have some talk about the new car, by the way, soon, uh, later in the show. Some interesting, little bit of interesting stuff came out about that. But we're going to go over oh. <laughs> the race first um, in Daytona. Sim same thing as usual. I always forget who wins the first two stages. Hopefully you guys can help me stage on that one. Stage one, Chase Elliott. Stage two, Joey Logano. There you have it. I remember the Logano one now, but not so much the Elliott one. Um, but... Nothing crazy happened in the first two stages, but really, really good racing overall. I was very impressed. Stage two had the uh, Eric Almarola Bowman Watkins. Oh, yeah. There was a weird stack up on the inside. And then next thing you know, the 48 is like in, in the 10 or like wrecking. Um, 10 cars back of where this checkup started. Yeah. And then around there, go caution comes out. And that was we it. actually never saw what actually caused them. Exactly. Like, was there not an onboard hey, with one of them? No. Weird. I don't think so. I didn't at least I didn't see it. Um but they, that was really that was the most dramatic thing that happened up to that point. And I me and Jay were saying we're just like, please get the twenty laps to go before we have a crash. That's big. We just want to get that far. And we did, thank goodness. Um Stage three comes around. Really good racing. Again, the Fords all pitted way earlier than everybody else and they were by themselves it turned out to be a really bad idea yeah because they were they were it, losing well, time it was gonna be it was gonna be a bad idea um yeah they were losing time um and then the caution ended up coming out before like toyota and chevy pitted right that was the rick Ware thing 
Yeah, because Rick... So the, the main pack that hadn't pitted yet, <laughs> they come around and lap all of Rick Ware's stable of, like, six cars. <laughs> and then, the, like... The, the back armor army. Another lap goes by, and next thing you know, we cautions out. We were like, what the heck's going it wasn't, on? It wasn't, it wasn't even a lap. It wasn't was literally, like, half a lap. Okay. It was literally... Well, either way, we're like, what the heck's going on? They pan to the Rick Ware racing cars. And they're all dead. <laughs> and they somehow managed to wreck each other. I'm just like, how do how do we do this? <laughs> Rick Ware, thank God they waited to get lapped first and didn't do it as the pack. Could you imagine if they'd done that when the pack was coming? Uh, it would have been it would have been horrible yet hilarious. Might have been the end for the team. Yet 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 not surprising in any way. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I was I didn't know how to respond to that. I mean, I was excited. It's peak. Rick Ware Racing is what I said on Reddit. Um, but then, uh, how many laps were to go after that point? Not many. Uh, around uh, it was like somewhere between twenty and thirty. Uh, that caution came out at lap one forty-one. Out of one. Okay, so so twenty to go then, essentially. Yeah. Uh. So so they made it to that twenty twenty lap cutoff. Me and Jay wanted, I guess. Um. But then they get back going, and we kind of expected some chaos to kick off at that point. We go, oh, we did. The first crash, so okay, here's, here's what's going on. Chase Elliott's running up front at this point. No, the, this, that's not this one. There was, is there was another the, one I'm missing? Uh, it was the Byron True X1. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember how that happened, though. Uh, there was a check. Oh, Stenhouse, and then woo took uh someone out. Actually, and that's fault, though. Was but was was Byron out of the race? I think he was out of the race after that, right? Stenhouse. Byron. Yeah, Byron was dead. Okay. Uh, I completely forgot about that crash, but that wasn't the crazy one yet. So, um, those two crazy ones. The two, yeah, we get to a point where Chase Elliott's leading, and Jay's driver of Matt DiBenedetto oh, is in oh, second. I, I could not imagine the chat. Oh, and actually, so it was, it was, it was late enough in the race to where I had everybody muted, um, or not muted, but I turned my, okay. I took my headset completely off, so I don't even know what Jay's yeah. live reaction was, but we'll get his information on that here in a second. Um, yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I can, can imagine. Uh, I can imagine profanity. <laughs> Probably. Um, but Elliot, he's up by the wall. Debetadetto has to win to get into the playoffs. So he's going to do whatever he can do to get past the nine to win. The nine's going to do whatever he can do to keep whoever's behind him from passing him, of course. So you have to block, and then the guy behind you has to go for it. That's just how it works at plate racing. Debetadetto goes for it. Elliot throws a huge block, puts them both into the wall. Um, dumb and, block strike again. Yeah, it's as simple as that. It was a dumb block. I mean, but you have to do that at the same time, which is why it's is there's still frustrating. Enough laps. Um, I don't think I don't think you you needed to at all. There were still seven laps. You had plenty of time. Yeah, but what if it gets shuffled out? Like, there's I think there's that risk, right? You get shuffled out. It's over at that point. Well, you at least think it is. 
but with a play, we've seen never all know. night. We've seen we've seen the whole race that they're not gonna sip single file. So yeah, um, but either way, they end up crashing after they put each other in the wall. And that took out. A and yeah, Kozlowski gets uh, hooked into the wall. A bunch of cars go crashing. Oh, Kyle Busch uh, got t-boned by like Anthony yeah, Alfredo or something. Ha I don't know. Hamlin, Custer, Growl. There was a ton of people in this. Jay, what Jay? You uh, you were of course watching. Walk me through the moment where you saw the final opportunity come to a, a crashing halt from the nine car. Well, first I was already screaming and excited because Dibby had his chance. He was he was there towards the end and did it exact did exactly what he said he was going to do was get towards the front. And you know I saw this was finally the opportunity. Obviously there was still a, a decent amount of laps left if so anything could have happened, but. Then the moment he goes for the lead, all of a sudden the nine car is like, hey, bud, I'm Joey Logano now. And throws a horrendous block, which I get you have to block, but that I, that one was bad. And my immediate reaction, uh, there was a lot of screaming involved, obviously. Uh, I was definitely angry. Um, and And yeah, I was just... I was not happy at all after that. Um, it it didn't necessarily ruin the race for me, but I was I just could not enjoy enjoy the rest of the race, knowing that a wreck like that just happened and then Dibby season just got ended like that. Um, and honestly, possibly his chances of getting a, a ride next season got ended like that as well. So it just it, uh, a whole lot of things in that wreck happened that just annoyed the crap out of me. Uh, and then once I saw Daniel had a, a moment for the last lap to go towards the lead, I, you know, I kind of, I got back into it and was excited for a moment. Um, now, now we get to hear, now we're uh, going to hear Gary's sub. Yeah, then, then it's going to turn over to Gary being mad. Uh, uh, but but yeah, uh, just that, that moment was. Before I, we get to that, I just want to say this. Since it's Chase Elliott, it'll just be ignored and it'll be just tossed up as a racing yeah, deal. Yeah, that was. That it was, was written off after like two like, minutes. Yeah, it was written off the incident really happened. Oh, that. it's okay. It's just Chase. It's a Hendrick driver. They can do no wrong ever. Yeah. I'm just gonna... Most Hendrick fans are insufferable. The double standard is embarrassing. Logano does that. And the dude gets ripped apart on Twitter for, for a week. Elliot does it. And, and like... Already, it's a, it, it, it passed before the race ended. Yeah. Logano again, by the way, complaining about the plate package after the race. I'm like, oh my god, shut up. But, um, also, I, I also like usually after a wreck like that happens, one of the drivers is always like, oh, well, another dumb block happened. Not a single one said anything. Yeah, no, no, yeah. They gotta save, they gotta save themselves from social media. Um, but yeah, caution was out for that, and bunch of cars crashed we have one final restart to go here it's overtime and the craziest thing about this thing was like seven of the top 11 were all must win drivers. yeah that's what i was i was out in the living room pointing that out to my dad i was like like there's a high chance right here that someone's gonna win their way into the playoffs shockingly i was surprised it didn't happen considering seven of the top 11 if any one of those won in the playoffs they go so they get back going. Um, Bubba Wallace actually had a great wreck avoidance too, by the way. 
um, in that final wreck. But so Blaney, he was he was he leading coming to the white still? Yes. Okay, so he yeah. was leading coming to the white. And things were organizing, getting ready, and uh, you know, I my eyes were just glued on Suarez the whole time because I was like, we're in the top ten on this restart. You never know. And I'm just watching him coming through. I'm like, seventh place coming to the white or something like that. I'm like, I mean, it's it's a long shot here, but you never know. Um, Honestly, with how play racing is, it you almost want to be seventh. <laughs> it just about was perfect because going down the back yeah. stretch, a huge run. Suarez goes three wide through the middle. I'm like, oh my god. There's a chance. And then he cuts to the inside of the four of Harvick. I'm like, oh my God, we're about to be in second. And he's got a huge run. I was like, please don't side draft Suarez Harvick and just let him go. Um, but before we could find out if that was going to happen, Kurt Busch trying to follow Suarez, uh, unfortunately was alongside him when he tried to follow him. And clean and Suarez and everybody else out. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they went, they went to who has ever left. <laughs> I think it was it was Blaney, uh, Busher, and Bubba. Well, Blaney was ahead of it. Yeah, he he yeah, he didn't have to worry. Busher got through. Bubba got through. Those are the only three that I know. Of. Uh, apparently then Newman, Priest. Oh yeah, Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick got a fifth place finish somehow. Well, Busher got through the red. Originally got second. Yeah, <laughs> he made it through the tar. He made it through the hard part, but got taken out after the race. Yeah, which uh, made it a Blaney Bubba one too. Yeah. Um. Also, so something funny. I was like, man, could you imagine the scenes of Busher won the race and then got disqualified? Oh, the emotions, the emotions. That would have been iconic. Um, but I was, I was, I was heartbroken. <laughs> I was like, like, it was just the like, shot was there. It was literally the, it the exact same thing happened at the end of the five hundred, with like how McDowell did. Like made a move and then like, and it hooked the two into the twenty-two, yeah. just like yeah. Kurt hooked the ninety-nine into the four. Um, it was unfortunate. Not much you can do. Like Kurt was just trying to help. Obviously, he wasn't trying to yeah clean out the field. He was trying to help Suarez and put himself as well in the best spot possible, coming out of turn four to go for yeah. the win as well. So unfortunate, but uh, overall, I think the racing was tremendous and. I like when they save the big crash to the end. Because I'm like, let's just give as many cars as we can right to the end. We saw um, we saw what happens when the big crash happens on lap 14. Yeah, the race is horrendous for the rest of the day. So I was so glad that, like I said, they waited that long. Um, um, also, just, we need to point out the, hor the horror story that Josh Bullock and Rick Ware car got 10th. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what the heck? MVJ McLeod. Rick Ware Racing may have wrecked themselves, but they, you know what? Got a good finish, so you got you to gotta give them credit there now as, um, as well. Speaking of the Daytona race, it kind of is a little, like, segue here, is the package and whatnot with the plate racing, the pack racing. Christopher Bell was recently, um, hmm. but it was today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was today during because I think today was media day. Yeah, for the playoffs, and we're gonna talk about the playoffs here right after this little thing. I just wanted to bring up with Christopher Bell and the the next gen car is basically NASCAR's goal. I'm not surprising really, but their goal with the next gen car is to have virtual, virtually plate racing 
at every big track on the schedule. So anything that's like a mile and a half. Um, surprised? No. <laughs> Matt, no. iRacing, as we've been talking about, seems to be more and more accurate at every bit of news we're like, hearing our, about this car. Our fears, our fears are quickly coming to fruition, aren't they, Gary? Yes. I personally uh, don't know how I'm going to be able to enjoy NASCAR on a weekly basis if it's like that. You know, I saw, I forget who tweeted it. It's one of those reporters. I think Matt Weaver. And it, it it's so true. It is so bizarre. The what, issue, what did he say? The issue was, it was, I, I don't exactly remember a quote, but it was basically like, people don't, didn't necessarily like mile and a half racing because there was too much of it. Right? Yeah. Now we're trying to weed it out and put in more like short tracks and road courses and stuff that people stuff that people generally really like. But now we're still trying to do this plate racing stuff at mile and a half. So what's going on? It feels what direction are we going? It feels too gimmicky when they do this though. And yeah. And, and that's what I can't is... get past. I'm like, oh my god, why are we like trying to throw this massive gimmick onto our sport? Cause it, like, uh, it's frustrating because everyone was so hyped, but like every like few weeks now, I'm just like, no, it, it, something's not right. And obviously, I'm we don't know it. like how many mile and a halfs are on the schedule next year yet. And we obviously don't know how it's going to race. Still, I racing could be correct. completely wrong, but at this point. I'm starting to think it's really close, and if it's really close, you're, I ain't gonna be doing gonna any racing on a mile and a half tracks. I already don't like them on the current jet. Um, what in racing well, that is? Um, there's some fun ones. There's still, still some fun bigger tracks, but and I, I used like to I'm be uh, I used to like a couple years ago. Even a year ago, I was like, mile and a half are my favorite types of tracks. <laughs> Not the popular opinion, but I love mile and a half racing. Um, but like seeing the direction we're going in is very worrisome. I think, I, and I also think like you spotting, like especially, I think, obviously your opinions were changing beforehand, but like you spotting me at that one Michigan race probably like really opened your eyes and you're like, what in the hell? Is and like this, right? this is the direction we're going, and like I just don't get how they we think were, that's healthy yeah. for the sport, for the future of the sport. Um, yeah, what you want? You want big ones every week now? Yeah, that's that's just stupidity. Then, um, all right, it, it, this is essentially confirming yes, plate racing at Atlanta, most like, almost like Michigan. They're gonna have plate racing. Um, Kansas. I'd imagine plate racing. They can already almost pull that off on the restarts. They can do it the rest of the run with the new uh, car. Yeah, I I'm concerned as hell. I just hope when I they don't the... know. I, here's the thing: it's going to be entertaining, but is it the right? I I just doesn't feel right. No. I just hope when the new engine regulations come in, like in a couple of years, that that's when they take their opportunity to kind of shift back in a better direction. 
which I was all for the whole closer racing at mile and a half, but not like, not yeah. to the extent that we're going. I mean, like, hey. I think people are like, oh, it's just eye racing. I'm like, yeah, and guess what? It turns out it is kind of close to. It's gonna be. It's decently close to what we see on the actual racetrack. Oh, I am scared. <laughs> it, next year is gonna be it, a wake up call. Racing. Yeah, it's frustrating. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah. Um. Right. But I am. I'm very I'm curious. Like I gotta to go to the bathroom. Okay, Matt's yeah. gonna go to the bathroom. Jay, what's your opinion on it? Actually, before we move on. Uh, I have a bit of a mixed opinion um at some tracks i think i'd like it at a lot of tracks though i think i dislike it like for michigan and auto club i, I think it'd be okay just because those tracks are almost virtually like a, a daytona and talladega type or uh yeah a daytona and talladega type track anyways so I, I think i'd be okay with seeing those tracks be more pack racing because honestly uh when is a two mile track if it's not pack racing ever going to provide good racing in my opinion um but what i want to see it Every time we go to Atlanta or Kansas or Vegas <clears throat> or Charlotte, uh, probably not. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I prefer seeing them race a mile and a half where they are screaming fast and, and then need a lot of off-throttle time in the corners. Uh, and, you know, obviously you have to worry about the handling of the car at the same time with, with how fast they're going at that point. And then, uh, you know, just also the drivability back in the car. So I would... You know, I think I'd much rather see them not go down that direction of, of constantly uh, pack racing if we're un, if we're not at a short track or a road course. Uh, but who knows at the same time? I mean, it could be entertaining, I guess. Uh, I just don't know if it's something that I'd want to see every single week. It, you know, it, I think it would take away some of the, the spectacularness of Daytona and Talladega that we only get twice a year at each track. Uh, if we have it every single week, it's just going to be kind of like, man, all right, well, we're ready for another race where anybody can get wrecked at any point. Yeah, I think that's the big concern for me is almost trying to encourage the big one every week. Well, not every week, but every time I go to a mile and a half. And what 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 group of drivers wants to put themselves at risk that much throughout the year, right? I don't know. It's just... Yeah, that too, like... Who knows? The speeds may not be that incredibly high if they do it, but even then, like, I just, I, I don't like, you, you know, if they have to sl slow, uh, slow the cars down to get them to be able to pack race at a mile and a half, who also wants to watch that? Who wants to watch them going a max of 160 around the track because they have to go that slow in order to stay in a pack around the corners? So, like, I I don't okay. want to see that either. And then, yeah, at the same time as well, if we keep the same playoff format we have, we could have four Rick Ware cars in the playoffs because they wind up just surviving the wrecks and, and getting lucky uh, in four different races out of the year. So, I, yeah, it's another thing that I just – it's fine for four races a year, two races at each track. It, you know, it's, it's something that's still really cool, especially when we have Daytona be the regular season finale. It's, you know, anybody can win at that point. It's, it's really high pressure uh, and a really enjoyable race when they do that. But when it's almost every other week or, or every week in some cases – it's just uh, too much, and I really hope NASCAR does not go with that direction. But it already sounds like they are, uh, and and kind of sounds like their mind has been made up, and it probably won't probably won't change if indeed Christopher Bell is right. That's something we're gonna have to wait. Man, and... He drives, he drives the car, so I'd imagine he knows. What he he has an about. idea. 
We'll really know, of and course, I... when this testing and stuff starts. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Speaking of testing, speaking of testing, they're doing a eight-car test at Daytona in a week or so. With the next gen, right? Oh, yeah, close yeah. the media, though, so. Okay, so we won't really know. Maybe drivers can say something, hopefully, but um, moving on, we have, before we move on from, actually, we'll bring in right now uh, with one NASCAR silly season before we move on to our playoff grids. Um, so I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention as well, by the way. Uh, JTG is cutting back to one full-time team next season. Uh, so just keep that in mind. I, I would expect Stenhouse is going to be the guy they stick with, but that could, yeah. you never know. Um, wait and see. Um, Priest has been struggling too with sponsorship in the past, so it, it seems extremely unlikely that he would be back. It's, so. not in the it's not in the sponsorship. And for performance too, so. Um, but the other thing was the, um, Starcom sold their charter. Yeah. Apparently to Spire? Yep. Yeah. Which I'm like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, we could have given it to uh, something meaningful. I mean, they're not terrible. They're not like laughably terrible. Yeah, but come on, we could do something better than that. I, all right, who? Denny Ham. <laughs> but oh my, we know Motorsports. What's happening. Yeah, so, Furniture Row even... Motorsports. Has that been officially, like, is it official or not? Because no, it's so out there. Like, everyone it's knows not about official. it. It's not official, but it might as well be. Yeah. So they're talking about leasing one of their charters. No, no, no. No, no, no. What it is is that Hamlin's going to buy both, and then they'll lease one. Okay. Whack. <laughs> That's all over the place. Um. So that would that mean it would be three charters though, right? Yeah, yeah. Twenty three XI would have three charters. Okay. Yeah, they would technically own three. They just lease one. That's gonna be interesting. Which, I mean, means that they can take that lease back at the end of next year, or whenever, however long they lease it for, and then you can only lease one year. To, so the rules say you can only do one year. Okay. Well, that there we go. That answered that question. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, still, I, I I still think there's an actual possibility that they go with three cars at some point. Uh, just may not be next year. Yeah, it won't be next year. Twenty twenty three. If Denny yeah. Hamlin's still around. Um, was there any other silly season stuff? Um, well, I mean, hey, you know the seventy sevens open. Jay looks like Manny D might find a home after all. Just go to Xfinity. Yeah. <laughs> just, Take just the Xfinity, Xfinity right. point. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! If every, if every, if every, if every race is a plate race, man, he's got a shot. Matt DeBetadetto yeah, might be the breakout bad. superstar if it's all plate racing. <laughs> God. Oh, he'll, no, he'll he'll be the guy who leads 10, 15 laps every week and is there right at the end and then gets wrecked every single race from a that's, bad block. That's all he does is play tracks. We'll have bad blocks on a weekly basis with the next gen car. Uh, yeah, we'll have to deal with the block. Oh, Joey Logano was like, fucking. Let's not even talk about. Right I don't. Now. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to get deep frustrated with that. Um, playoff oh, grids. Ugh. Playoff grids. We have those to talk about today yes. because the playoffs are starting this weekend at Darlington. 
So yeah, I just because I put mine in the Nitro chat a few days ago. I I'm guessing you guys have not seen mine. No. Um, the way we're gonna do this All is right, so, none, so none of us oh. none of us has seen each other's. Correct. Nope. I haven't even written mine down. I just have mine in my head. <laughs> I made on I my made phone mine here like too. Ten minutes before the podcast <laughs> on my phone. So. So the way we're gonna do this is. We're all going to talk about who, what four members we think are going to go out in each round and then eventually work our way to saying who we think makes the final four and why and who wins the championship and why. Very straightforward. So round one, I'm, we'll start with Matt. So basically, you're just going to say um, who you think of Michael McDowell and the other three are going to be out <laughs> at the end of, <laughs> at the, end of the first round. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> No. The dude shouldn't even have been there. Um, same for Eric Almarola. But anyways, Matt, I'll start with you. Who do you think the first four drivers getting eliminated and why due to poor performance? Or maybe you think they're going to have a specific issue or they're just going to have a tough time with the first three tracks. Who, who do you think is the first four out? Michael McDowell. <laughs> uh, do I even need to say no, that that one you don't even need to explain. Uh, Christopher Bell, Kurt Busch, and Brad Keselowski. Okay, now why do you think those other three? Um, so I, it it was it's honestly hard. This was actually hard. It to is. Do. You don't know if someone's gonna. Have Engine failure one week or something, right? It's hard to yeah. predict this crap. Um, you know, Brad is just like, this doesn't feel right this year, you know? Yeah, very hit or miss. A it, lot of miss. It just feels off. Yeah, it just feels very off. Also, lame duck season. Kurt Bush, I just don't know if the performance is there. And that's the same thing with Bell. Just more I mean, of a performance I, thing. Like they see, like Bell. What he shows up one week out of a month. Yeah. And then disappears into obscurity. That's the those are so those are my four: okay. Brad, Kurt, McDowell, and Bell. Uh, Jay, who who who's your four that you see getting eliminated in the round of sixteen? Would it surprise you if I said Michael McDowell? It, it's a little bit of a far fetch, but. Yeah, uh, so McDowell is one of them. Uh, I also think that Christopher Bell is going to be out. Uh, I say Eric Almarola will be out, and also Brad Kozlowski. Okay. Um, Almarola, I just, you know, he was a guy who showed up for one race. I know that the Fords and SHR specifically have been stronger in the 750 package, uh, but I still don't expect Almarola to, to perform good enough to get himself inside the round of 12. Uh, and then Kozlowski, I kind of, same thing with what Karma said, he's just kind of having an off season and he doesn't seem to have that performance there this year. So I don't think he's going to make it out of the round of 12. Uh, and then also Christopher Bell, he just, I don't think he's strong enough to beat some of the guys that are in the, that are in this playoffs either. Uh, it, it was kind of hard to choose the four that I think that would get eliminated, but I think those each are the four, first four. Uh, yeah, it, it is certainly hard for each round, but I think those are the first four that would get out just based on the way we've seen the rest of these other drivers perform this season. Uh, so I, I think that those are the first four to be out. Okay. Um, yeah, the the 750 package is a good point as well. 
Uh, that's something I really looked at for this first round. Matt brought it up. I never paid attention to it earlier in the year until he brought up the SHR really strong at the 750 tracks. So this is this is their round right here. Um, my four drivers are Michael McDowell. He just seems to be having an off year, so I don't I don't think he's going to go very far. <laughs> um, I also say uh, I'm Jay on Eric Almarola. He has been solid at the 750 and package tracks. He obviously won New Hampshire, but I look at which 750 tracks we have. We don't 100% know about Darlington because he wrecked up early there, but he wasn't running good beforehand, but obviously that team oh, seems to have come a long way. And wrecked on lap 10. Yeah, so. so we don't know, but I don't... I've never looked at him at a track like that. That's a it, that's a driver's race track, so I don't ever consider Eric Almarola to be in the equation. Um... <laughs> That was just a little kind of roast. I didn't mean that, but I. That was I, a low blow. <laughs> that, that was a low darn blow. He's gonna struggle there, and when I think Richmond, I don't think Eric Almarola. When I think Bristol, I don't think Eric Almarola. So I think McDowell Almarola. Um, and then it already like for me got kind of tough, but I'm gonna say I thought Tyler Reddick was gonna be strong too because of the 750. And the playoff grid is so close, by the way. He's 15th, and he's only two points out starting the playoffs. Yeah, it is extremely close once you get past that. Like, is the lowest 16th seed. And he's only That's three out. That's so hard. Um, but I think Reddick... Oh. I, I think Reddick's out, too. Um, I think he's got the talent to do it. I just don't think... I think the competition that he's going against is going to be too strong to get into the round of 12. So I think Reddick... Almarola, McDowell, and then I'm like kind of tossed up between Kurt, Bell, and Harvick. But I think it's going to be Bell out in the first round as well. Um, just because I, I think he's going to struggle. A part of me, I'm like, well, someone's going to have some type of mechanical issue that puts him in a bad spot. And then I'm trying to think of like maybe just some curveball. But no, I think it's going to be Bell, McDowell, Almarola, and Reddick the four drivers that get eliminated in the first round. So that takes That's, us. I think, go ahead. Go I was, ahead, I was ahead. just going to say, I think for all four of us, our predictions are kind of based on if nothing uh, catastrophic happens for any, yes. of the, any of the drivers in this, because it, the grid is so close. You And there's only three races. You have one bad race or one race where you even finish like 25th. You already are, are in a hole. And, and might be screwed for the, the other two races. Larson's so the only somewhat comfortable. One. Yeah, Blaney's second. He's only nineteen above. This entire grid. Um. Uh. So I mean, it, it's extremely close. And then, and and I, I probably would have gone with Reddick being eliminated as well. But Bristol is in there, and that's a track he's. It's hard. Good, so it was I, hard I for me to put that, him in there. <laughs> yeah, I figured that Bristol alone is probably going to be the race that puts Reddick in and 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 takes out either Almarola or Christopher Bell. Um. We then have the round of twelve: Las Vegas, Talladega, and. The Charlotte Roval. So there's two poten- there's one guaranteed curveball, another potential curveball with the Roval. Um, I'll just go in order again. Matt, what four drivers do you see going out in that round? Um Eric Umbrella. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I I don't see how Harvick would have the performance at this point. With a five fifty track and a road course. Um 
Tyler Reddick's out because he'll be desperate at Talladega and cause a huge wreck, and he'll be involved. Uh, and then uh, Bowman. Okay. Because I just sometimes it just feels like Bowman's there or he's not. <laughs> it, it Bowman's weird this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything else to add to that? No. Jay, Jay, who's your four going out after the round? I've, I've of 12? got two curveballs in mind that I, I think that'll be kind of surprising. Uh, but I'm basing it pretty much on Talladega being there. Uh, so I got Kurt Busch out and then Kevin Harvick out solely because there's a road course for Kevin Harvick, solely because there's a road course in there. And my lord, my dude does not like road courses, especially this year. Uh, and also, like, like Karma said, the 550 race at Las Vegas. Uh, Kurt, I just don't think he'll have the performance overall to beat. Uh, some of these other guys in the playoffs and and so i think that we'll see him get eliminated uh but my next two william byron and joey logano uh solely because i think that byron even though he's been having a career year i think that he's not going to have the performance of that second round to get himself through the round of eight and kind of the same thing with logano logano is on a ford they've been struggling all year in the 550 stuff and he also seems to find himself caught up in some wrecks at, at play tracks a lot. Some he causes, some he doesn't. Uh, so I could see him getting wrecked at Talladega. Same thing with Byron as well. I could see him getting wrecked too. So I, I think that Logano will struggle in the round of eight. Those three tracks don't seem to be, except for Las Vegas. He could win Vegas and immediately prove me wrong. Uh, but the Roval and Talladega are two tracks for Logano and Byron as well that I look at and think, you know, I, I don't see them having great performances at those tracks. So that's why I think those two are out along with Kurt Busch and Kevin Harvick. Okay. Um, I think I would agree. I, I would say Logano out, but I think Logano is going to win Talladega. Um, so I'm not putting him out. Kevin Hark out. Brad Kozlowski out because he won't be able to stop going in the Tom's Heartburn turn and the roll. <laughs> and he's just gonna he's gonna put the nail in the coffin there. I think oh. he's I think he's already gonna be behind going into the roll, and he's gonna put the nail in the coffin there. So it's Harvick. I think it will struggle all round long. I think Kozlowski will struggle all round long. Um, and then once again, it gets really hard. I think I think Bowman's out too. I'm going to take him out. And then as well as Kurt Busch. I, just, I, I think if he doesn't show up and like win at Las Vegas, then yeah, you write him off. So I got Harvick, Kurt, Brad as well as Alex Bowman. So uh, similar reasons for what Karma said about Bowman. He just kind of hit or miss, but it's been a lot of missing lately. Um, now the round of eight. So I guess that is going to be at Texas. So lovely. Kansas mm -hmm. and then Martinsville. So we get to end the round on a high and then we go right back to a low at Phoenix for the championship race. But Matt, who do you think? I guess who do you think's the who's gonna get the final four then? Larson. Long AFB, shot. Denny Hamlin. Brian Blaney. You think Blaney's making it? Yeah. Okay. Explain. <laughs> best team in NASCAR right now. If you look since June, he's the best best team in NASCAR. Since the Pocono races, you can look at the stats. They're the best team in NASCAR. 
Okay. What what about the other three? What's your case for them? Uh, I mean, do I have to make a case for Larson? It hasn't won in like three weeks. Just don't don't <laughs> do anything stupid. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Don't um, have a Kevin Harvick. Yeah, that's essentially. Uh, Kevin, I mean Kyle Busch, just because he's the best Gibbs car, and I just now why Hamlin over Jukes? I feel like Hamlin's just more consistent. Okay. Who do you think is going to win those three races? Uh, <laughs> if you don't have an idea, it's okay. But <laughs> well, Texas is whoever gets out in the lead on the final restart. But yeah. Um. Okay. Um. That's his final four. So it's, I mean, I'm not surprised by that. Jay, do you have a final four in mind here? Yeah, so my round of eight is Larson, Elliott, Kyle Busch, Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex Jr., and Tyler Reddick. I have, making the final four, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch, and Ryan Blaney. Uh, I just, I don't think the performance is there this season from Hamlin, uh, so I, I don't expect him to be able to make the final four. Reddick, obviously, I have him in the round of eight, but I don't think he's going to have anywhere near the performance uh, to make the fun the the championship for uh bowman same thing not the same performance uh and then truex i i don't know i feel like he has a bad race or two or something uh and and winds up needing to result to a win and, and just doesn't get it um and then i guess if you want to uh if you want my opinion who i think wins those three races i think that kyle larson will win texas blaney will win kansas uh and then elliot will win martinsville okay who okay. Are for, who are you four out? My four out. Yeah. Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, Martin Truex, and Tyler Reddick. Okay. My final four: Kyle Larson. Oh. I know that's like stretching it, but um, I I think he will make it as long as he doesn't do anything stupid. I think Blaney misses it. Um. Simply just, I feel like they're going to hit that round. They're going to struggle. There's going to be some type of choke or something. And they're going to miss it. Martin Truex Jr. is in because he wins Martinsville. And that's it. He's go, He goes into Martinsville below the cut line. He wins Martinsville. Makes the final four. Um, And then I think Hamlin is going to end up. Oh, it's so, it's, I, I really had a tough time. Between like Bush, Elliott, and Hamlin specifically, those three guys for two spots. But I think it's gonna be Elliott and Bush, the final two spots in, and Hamlin's just gonna miss out. Unless he, of course, clutches up and finds a way to win Martinsville, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I, I've been, and my heart's saying Hamlin's winning, winning the championship, but my brain here is saying Hamlin's out. It's Larson, uh, Truex with a win at Martinsville, Kyle Bush and Chase Elliott in the final four. So Hendrick versus JGR, essentially. So um, then we have the championship race at Phoenix Raceway. Matt, out of your final four, we all have Kyle Larson in there, but who do you think of your final four is going to win the championship? 
Kyle Bush. Oh, I didn't know which one he was going to say there. Um, why? I just have this feeling. You just got a feeling? It, it, it's just, yeah, I, I just got a feeling. It's just like... He's going to have a quiet year and then just kind of explode. It's there quiet, the but it's very good. It's like if you look at the line, if you look at the stats, it's they're good. They're really good. And I just I just have a feeling it's like Do you think he wins the race? They're going to That even a question. Well, everyone yeah, I mean, if you're not in the final four, everyone else is going to buy. So I'm so. going to pull over, uh, baby. Woo! <laughs> um Jay, your final four. Who do you think wins the title? Kyle Larson. Interesting. I yeah, I think that he'll pick it up for the playoffs again. Uh and then Yeah, he's been way off. I just Yeah, way off for Kyle Larson's season, which is even so he still had a good run as of late. Um But I, I think that he'll be able to make it to that final four and then just I, I don't think I see him getting beat at, at Phoenix, honestly. Um of those four, I think that Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch certainly will, will give him a run for his money. Uh, maybe even Ryan Blaney, too. But I think that Larson will eventually come out on top and, and yes, win the race. I mean, I, I don't see how you win a championship at Phoenix or, or in general with this playoff uh, Matt Kraft system and, and you don't win the race. Well, that's the truck series. Yeah. Um, I think of my final four. It's going to be Kyle Larson. And it sounds like a very mainstream answer. I'm like, well, Kyle Larson's dominated everything. Of course, he's going to win it. But I think to the actual track, Phoenix, Larson can be very competitive at Phoenix. Elliott has proven, of course, he can win a championship at Phoenix. But when you put him against Kyle Larson this year, I think Larson has the upper hand. So I think... I think it's going to be Kyle Larson winning the championship and winning his like eighth race of the year or something like that at that point. Um, yeah, I mean, so, well, the weird thing about this format is it, it, more often than not, the driver who is best all year does not win. That's, that's exactly what NASCAR wanted with that format. I'm, it, um, I'm. I think. I think it's honestly like almost fifty-fifty, but leans more to the best driver doesn't win. Yeah. Years. I think the best. I mean, Logano is the one that I, immediately, and Johnson. Johnson. Johnson is the worst. I'm sorry. Hate me all you want, but it, actual travesty that he won that. I I I hated it. I hated it at the time because when it happened I couldn't stand him, um, but like I look back at that as just like a clutch moment. Like he just kind of found himself in the right spot at the right it time. It wasn't and then, clutch though. And then, and then there was no clutch in it. And then he absolutely took the guy that dominated the race all day to school on the final restart and blew his doors actually, right off and won the race. Karma. There was indeed a clutch in the card. Yes, that is correct. There was a clutch involved. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? When you have to reserve, I, that, in my know, opinion, you know my when point. you don't take your out, when you don't take yourself out, um, in stupidity like your competitors, that's I mean, how can you hate yeah, on I, them? I would, 
I'd still call it clutch because he he performed. He did what he right needed. He did what. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Exactly. He did like, exactly what he needed to and didn't get caught yeah. up in a wreck. The other guy screwed but, up. You know. But, my, but here's the here's my biggest thing with this format. Because I know you two really like the format. Love it. In sports, I ask this question with a simple yes or no. The team that performs best throughout the entire season should win. Yes or no? No. Yeah, no. Uh. Uh-uh. I'm also including playoffs. Yeah, that's I know that's including the playoffs. No. Because oh, oh, oh re-explain that actually. Okay. Simple as this. Last year was Chase Elliott the best driver? Yes or no? He heated up at the perfect time. Was he? It, it this something like Joey Logano? Are you are you gonna say he was the best driver in the playoffs? Absolutely, absolutely. He wasn't even the best in the playoffs in 2018, but he was wow. the best at the at the right moments. And I, I think that's what it takes to win the championship nowadays, right? I was right? just going to say that. That's yeah, exactly like, what it takes. You don't got to be the best. It takes it's, any sport. Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's... Look at Jay and yeah. I, Tampa Bay Lightning fan, the best all year long. We get swept for nothing in the first round of the playoffs. Exactly. What, what you you are the best the... team. That just, that just shows you, your team had a major flaw. Exactly. You got to be... You don't got to be the best throughout the regular season or even the playoffs as a whole, you just yeah. got to be the best at the right moments, the moments of the counts. season. When it counts, and it's going to be either you win or you lose, and you are done, that's when you have to be the best, and that's that's when those teams come through. Uh, now, obviously, with racing, and specifically, there's some kind of luck played into that because you have 39 other competitors out there with you, and if they make a mistake, they could take you out. It was none of your own doing, but still, you have to perform in that moment and it's what these playoffs force these drivers to do. Uh, the one thing that I'm against with this playoff system is winning your end because I, I am of the belief that it should be all based on points uh, and we should have the best drivers of the entire season get into the playoffs. But once the playoffs start, it's an all-out brawl. you got to come in and, and do the best out of everybody else for 10 straight weeks for three rounds to get to that fourth round and then win that final race. If you can't do that, you are not a championship-deserving team and driver. If you can't show up for 10 weeks and perform every single one to get yourself to that next round, to get yourself to that next race, to get yourself to the championship race, then why do you deserve to win the championship? Why it's should I like, say you deserve to win it over this person who performed better than you and won it? With the playoffs, you, you have to clutch up like every time to win the championship, pretty much. And I, that's what just baffles me is like, obviously the playoff system's not traditional to motorsports so like obviously a lot of people hate it but i'm just like i don't get the whole awe in watching um you know someone that had a dominant first 26 races and they get a to cruise to a championship but now with the playoff format you got to be on it at the right times and you don't just get to cruise through the final 10 races anymore to a title like you got to be on it the whole time uh unless you can get that lucky victory or something but like I don't know, it's okay. just like you, I like right, Logano. You wanna, you wanna, no, you, all right, I got, I got. I, you want to know something? You want to know it breaks this format's back? You want to know it will blow this format into a a, a real shit show? 
because part of it is a shit show, and that's like the fun of it, right? Let's As all playoffs are. Like a, no, let's imagine this, and just the meltdown of the if this happens. Larson's got a three second lead, five to go. His engine blows, gets eliminated. Now, 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 are you gonna tell me that? Oh, that's a choke. No, that's not a he didn't perform. Team needs to build a more reliable car. That's the risk with motorsport, right? Is yeah, you don't. It's, it's the you, risk with any sport as well. The Falcons yeah. had a twenty-eight to three halftime lead in the Super Bowl and choked it away in two quarters and lost that game. Actually, it was like a quarter and a quarter. Yeah, the same. Yeah, thank you for making my point even worse. Thank you very much. Uh, but like, like my point is, is you have to find a way to be there for every single moment to clutch up for every single moment. And even when it's out of the driver's hands, sure, it's going to suck. But obviously, you know, everything was not done to win the championship if, if that happens. Uh, and it's also a risk with any sport, but it, it is a risk more so with motorsport because it is something that is kind of out of the driver's hands. But that's that's something you can't. You can't get away from playoff format or not. Kyle right. Larson could have an engine blow five five straight weeks after winning five straight races, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's somebody's right there behind him to win the championship, or he's no longer in the championship hunt. So, I mean, it's just a playoff format or not; those things can happen. I mean, um, and can ruin your season or or you know anything like that. So, even I, I am. Go ahead, Gary. Uh, like Jay, you and I, I'm Matt, you two, we all watch hockey, right? Like, you look at some of the wacky things that can happen in hockey, you know, I mean, Steven Stamkos, God tier one timer, wide open net goes to shoot stick breaks, you know, could have tied the game up right there. Or you, you've seen some of the, the weird bounces in hockey. But, but here's one the thing with out of your control, here's the, here's weird bounce can completely change your whole playoff think, season. Just like big, some crazy there's thing. There's a big difference. There's a big difference though. And NASCAR, I'm just talking about the championship race. Let's let's say it's the Stanley Cup Finals and the championship race. Like Game Seven. There's a big difference. See, that's the big difference. Your final in hockey is seven games. Well, what about NFL? Your back's against. I don't watch much football, but I know, like true. your back is that's right true. against the wall, going right to the final game, right? That's true. And also, if you're in a game seven situation, let's say, let's say Tampa had a 3-0 lead and went into game seven and then had a chance to tie game seven, but that stick break happens. Why, you know, why didn't Tampa just go ahead and win that fourth game? They shouldn't have put themselves in that situation where they're in game seven anyways. Now, that's obviously all hypotheticals. And yeah. Well, you know, could, you know, in a situation where it's different then then you could not say that, but. It's just you know you you gotta have those moments to where yeah. everything goes goes right. NASCAR football is the one sport too where everything is on the players. You right. can't really have. I mean, there there is definitely equipment stuff that can happen or or referees too, but football is probably probably that one sport where pretty much everything is on the players' hands, and that's but, where but like where. But here's the, the thing: where we, you're trying to compare two completely different things, and here's the thing: you can say, "Oh, it's Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals." Well, guess what? There was six other games where a lot of different stuff could have happened, and that's the difference. Yeah, but NASCAR has oh, got what? 266 laps where completely other things could have happened before that's 266. But it's still one race. Yes. 
You got race, you got that whole time. Time wise, time wise, it's the exact. It's around like over the entire duration, like periods, intermissions, and that. They're about they're about the same time frame. In in what world do we want to live in where everybody who should win the championship does win the championship? And what world is that fun? In what world do we have the? That's Dodgers not why we watch sports games. <laughs> Exactly. What world do we have the Dodgers win 120 games every year and then just go and sweep every round to win the World Series? And who wants to watch that? Except for Dodgers fans, who wants to watch it every single year? There's always the stuff of what can happen in sports that is why we watch. Something wacky happening. Something like Larson dominating the playoffs, having a bad final race, and then losing the championship. That's why we watch to see something like that happen. It sucks. It'll be bad if you're a Larson fan, and it'll, it'll kind of look clownish on the sport as well, I guess, a little bit. But, like, he he did it. He didn't perform for all 10 races. He did it for nine out of 10, and that's why he didn't win the championship. Now, I can – it's just a – it's a thing of you want to have the what-ifs in sport, and you also want to have the the um, the excitement factor. You don't want to have it to be just settled out with 10 races to go uh, or five races to go or even with three races to go. You want it to come down to every single race, every single lap, and that's what this format does, and that's so why, why we I watch enjoy F1? it so much. No, um, I, I, do I, I, I don't enjoy the F1 points format. I, 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 I actually do. Win it four races before. I enjoy the format. I don't like the dominance. I think it, it, the difference is I well, think yeah, Formula okay. One, I don't know what it is. I just think they've, it just, it, it feels like it just works. Matters. It just feels like it works and like their format, it just, it seems to work. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. Because um, winning matters. And I think, of course, the shorter season uh, as well makes it a little more bearable because you're not having a guy like, oh, 10 races left, it's over, you know? Um, obviously, Hamilton can still go and pull away a three-race championship lead or so. But, I mean, right now, of course, it's close. I mean, even without the playoffs in NASCAR right now, we'd have one heck of a battle between Larson and Hamlin going on. But for the majority, how often do we have a close championship battle without that format? Uh, okay, let's go to 2020. Um, well, Harvick would have ran away last season. But but that's the part of sports, too, of, like, racing. There are seasons where a guy will just destroy everyone, and that's just how it is. Yeah. But, but like, uh, if you're trying to... If you want entertainment, though, you know? 2019, the top five were separated by 37 points at the end of the season. What about well? Keep keep going through the list. Keep this, going through the list, though, I real think quick. With this particular format that NASCAR has, you'll probably see it be close a lot because there's only one point separating each position. Well, so go probably, through the like. It's probably going to be uh, the last ten years. Was 2018 was forty-eight points between Kyle and Harvick, and the Truex was in La La Land. Uh, twenty seventeen Truex dominated. We don't even need to look at that. Twenty sixteen. Uh, okay. What is, um, I don't even know who would have won it <laughs> in the Harvick. normal format. Okay. Harvick would have won 26 points over Logano. That fifth, the top five were within 100. 2015, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. obviously uh, Kyle Busch would not have won. But, um, Harvick and Logano, 22 points separated. Harvick wins. 2014. I think it takes a second to load. Uh, J 
Jeff Gordon yeah. beat Logano by 37. Pain. It's all fun and games with this format until Jeff Gordon gets screwed, right? <laughs> I, I think this, I thought the format was still great. Uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson won 2013 by 41 points. As if it was behind 56. Uh, 2012, I know Brad wins regardless, but... In 2012, the top five are separated by 46 points. I mean, top five, yeah. The top eight were separated by 100. And then one more, 2011. Uh, 2011, uh, I know Carl, Carl, I think Carl wins easy, if I remember correctly. Carl wins by 78 points. Okay, so like of so that I, decade. I would say, I, I would say it's like kind of 50-50 yeah. of there's blowouts and then and then there are some close interesting ones, right? Yeah, yeah it helps with the, the point format as well because, uh, you know, one point per position really, really does help uh, keep, keep this stuff kind of close, and it, but it can also blow it out of the water as well, depending on the performances. If one guy is dominant over everybody, then you know, if we were to have, uh, if we were to have it go all the way through, then by the the end race, then we'll have you know a large gap to where there's basically a guaranteed champion already. Um, but I just, I, I am a big advocate of the playoffs being in NASCAR because it provides something that I think that we should see, uh, and that is each week having an excitement factor to it and meaning being meaningful each and every race. Uh, and and all of these teams who make the playoffs having to show up every single week and have their best performances of the year, and if they don't, then they're out of championship contention. So that's that's why I enjoy the playoffs. Could NASCAR find a different format for it that I would enjoy more? Sure. Could they go back to t- a ten race playoff and and not have the rounds? And would I enjoy that? Sure. I, I think I'd like that uh, as well. I you know a ten race playoff to where you have to show up for all ten races and then whoever's the best of those ten. I enjoyed that format uh, years ago when they had it. So I think I'd be fine with that too. Uh, but with what we have currently, it splits it up into three race rounds and it makes it to where those three races are extremely important. And if you have a bad, one of those races, well, tough, you're not going to make the next round. Um, so, and it's still NASCAR has given a drivers for these, uh, way to make the regular season count because they give you those bonus points for stage wins and, and race wins. So if you win those races, you go into the playoffs with those points like Kyle Larson is. And he doesn't have a free ride to the championship for, but he, he has a lot easier than a lot of other teams do. He's been and he rewarded. Can rely on those points for a good bit. Exactly. So um, it doesn't necessarily eliminate all your hard work for the regular season. It, it gives you some reward for that. Uh, and I think NASCAR has a decent balance, but they could also, I think, tweak it to make it a little bit better. Um, so we talked a lot about NASCAR today. We'll transition with a nice segue here. We were talking about playoffs. Formula One. Do you guys think there is any way formula one oh could boy. ever work with playoff format personally i like i actually as much as i like the playoff format no. i would not like to see a playoff format in formula one um but if matt kept the current points system and with only top 10 scoring points mm-hmm. i don't think i would like it if no. they change it to where they no, can no, work no, around it never it a good way maybe but I'm just saying, if they found a if they found a way to do it, then sure. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't think they could find a way a good way to do it, and I don't think I would like it in F1 either. Just because F1 is is, I I don't know how to describe it, but F1 is much different from NASCAR, and they they actually have 
uh, a pretty good system figured out. It's just when you have a, an absolute dominant team that can just destroy uh-huh. everything and a dominant driver as well, the point system doesn't really matter anymore because that driver is just going to win everything. Um, that's not that's not the worry of me. What I think. My what's, worry what's is. Worry, yeah. So let's let's also exp- this year would be a good example. There's two cars. They both have different strengths. Essentially, the championship just comes down to what track suits the car better. Right. Yeah. That's and, true. And oh, you say oh, oh, the track. It it doesn't come down to what the driver is. If the car is just straight up better at X track than the other car, then it's not even a. You know what I mean? Like if someone works in NASCAR, the performance, yeah. In NASCAR, it kind of works just because ovals are ovals, and they all have they have this a similar yeah. concept. Yeah, there's but there's not a huge difference in between. It wouldn't work in F one because. Final there, four and F one sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, and there's also a there's a there's not so much in NASCAR, but there is in F one a huge team gap and a huge driver gap in performance. So I think that's why it wouldn't work too well in F one. Uh, and and F one also is obviously based oh, around God, on all cringing. road courses, so it it would not work in F one at all just because of the type of cars they are and the type of racing it is. Uh, it it wouldn't be something interesting. I don't think either. It's not. That's not Let's not talk about it. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think would be worse in Formula 1? A playoff system or a three-and-a-half-minute race? <laughs> well, based on experience, a three-and-a-half-minute race is pretty bad. <laughs> well, let me tell uh, you. It was three-and-a-half well, three those... minutes? Yeah. I think it was like three minutes, 27 seconds, they said, or something like that. Um, it was uh, shortest race in F one history. It was a, a race. bad experience, but that was something that'll happen rarely. Playoffs. Uh, yeah, there was a, uh, less than one percent chance of that spa event happening. I saw on like the F one, uh, some F one Twitter page was doing talking about it. But yeah, spa was this weekend or it's past weekend. Sorry, a lot of hype coming back from the summer, but we hadn't gotten any silly season news yet. We didn't know what's going on with Russell. Now we've got a better idea actually of what's going on but we were, I was really hyped for this race i enjoy spa um often think back to when vettel took the lead there on uh, lap one in 2018 went on to win and here comes sebastian vettel and then a year later here he comes again and we didn't win that time but um i was hyped for this one i was excited i thought it was gonna rain that i like rain at f1 races but spa was one i was like i really want a dry race um and now i really wanted one but uh, I embraced oh, the rain. We knew the rain was coming. Qualifying. Yeah. We had, we're going to talk about qualifying, actually, for a moment. That's, that's what we, we have to talk yet. about. Yeah. I felt like that kind of set the tone as well for the whole weekend after what happened there. So Q3 got going. Really, really wet. It was raining hard, very hard. I had just woken up for the very start of Q3. And I pulled up my phone, put on uh, F1 the uh whatever the f1 tv yeah. app and then the first thing i see is like i've tuned in like five seconds before lando norris crashes and then to see this orange car just get destroyed i'm like oh my god what have i woken up to this is insane um those conditions it was also 
when that happened, that was that quick moment that Martin goes, oh, did he go off? Yeah. Spun, and then you just see Lando come up the hill dead. He's like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, Martin yeah. knows what he's talking um, about. Also, also the, the thing is, also, before he even started the lap, they showed Vettel's, like, they showed Vettel's radio, and it was like, don't, red flag, please, red flag the, red, red flag the session and stuff, and then 10 seconds later. <laughs> that happens. Lando just, okay. Um, when I first saw it, it was a lot scarier. It was super scary, but once I saw the replay, I'm like, oh, that's what happened. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was Lando's mistake. I was like, oh, heck, Lando is not yeah. going to be okay, and then thank goodness he was. Yeah. Also, my man, Sebastian Vettel, Coming checking in. out on Lando. Yeah, doing good a good guys, job. Uh, as another job to his resume. Medical, was medical guy. Yeah, yeah medical <laughs> that guys, meme. Uh, you saw that meme going around? That was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of there was a lot of controversy or drama over that in the F1 world with the fans and stuff that were not happy that the session had been going at the time. Of course, they stopped the session for quite a considerable amount of time after the incident. Didn't, of course, help Lando any uh, as his car was destroyed. Oh, I believe that Massey uh, came out in an article either yesterday or the day before and said, yeah, they should not have started session three in hindsight. Uh, but oh, obviously, shit. hindsight is there for a reason, right? You know, you, you Verstappen, though. You, you realize you made the wrong choice. Verstappen got the pole. Russell. No, 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 We got to talk about. What we got to talk about? Because Max was the first, last guy to get a cross line, basically. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, uh, like, the hype. The Russell hype was on the... pole for a minute. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton well, comes through and runs slower. And yeah, we're like, what? Like... What? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This, this can't be happening. Is and then this happening? I was like, oh my god, what is Verstappen going to do here? And then it came well, through. It was like, and, Ricardo's yeah. slower, Vettel's slower, Gazzy's. Um, you're like, wait, what's happening? What's happening? It's happening. I was personally hoping Verstappen was going to beat him. Uh, and he did. So um, I like George Russell, actually, but I was just like, please, dear God, let, uh, let Verstappen get him here. And he In not by much either. God. Yeah. yeah um, for Williams, that's like what that was too for Williams. <laughs> um, Latifi as well did a decent job. Yeah. Obviously nowhere near what Russell did, but for in his own realm, I was like Latifi did actually a pretty superb job. Um, and that led to Sunday morning for the race. Sebastian, great job by the way, qualified P five. Thank God. Um, we get this race going quote-unquote, going. Um, delay. Delay, delay, delay. They, they delayed it by uh, 15 minutes the first time. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, okay. We'll get, 20 minutes, we'll get going. <laughs> An hour goes by, and we're like, well, okay. Uh, yeah, and then and then they rolled the cars, and they're like, it's too bad, and then they bring But then the two-hour, three-hour clock started because uh, they went out on the track or whatever. Oh, by the way, Perez yeah. wrecked the thing coming yeah, back to the grid. And Perez is out of the race. Oh, wait, the delay is so long. He can they get fixed back into the car. The <laughs> but there's a catch. <laughs> you can get back into the race. That just isn't going to start. Um, as well. I regretted waking up for that race. Yeah. Quote, unquote, race. I went to bed at 5 a.m. and got my little happy butt up at 8.40 in the morning. Happy to watch F1. And F1 oh, didn't happen. <laughs> yes. Did you see, then, um, what's his name? Matty 
the guy from WTF getting absolutely yeah, clowned guy. on Twitter. I did not know. That's he, also not surprising. He ripped Perez for uh, crashing, saying it's inexcusable to make that kind of mistake. And then someone went back to his tweets from, remember when George Russell wrecked himself under the safety car in Imola? Mm-hmm. Uh, someone resurfaced that in, like, of his tweets saying how bad he felt for George and stuff, and, like, this is terrible, it's so awful for him and stuff. But then Perez goes and does what he did in, like, the worst conditions ever, and he just rips him apart for it. Um, yeah, I, th- I was just I thought that was funny, but um, yeah, at this point, I believe uh, Nikita Mazepin had the fastest lap of the race, got it, he got the fastest lap. So they, they ran what two laps under the safety car, yeah, brought them down, and, and that's all waited. they had to do, and waited, and waited, and they didn't wait the whole clock, again. yeah, they did, and then they were like, no, nah, we ain't doing it, <laughs> yeah, we're done. And then they um, came in again and, also, and they waited like five also minutes. Also, the bizarre idea. thing about this whole situation is like no one knew what the fucking rules were. What are the rules? We don't they know. They should have asked Sebastian Vettel. Hey, they should have asked. He probably, he probably <laughs> knew. Yeah. Because you're like, okay. And then it's like, oh, the race is 39 laps now. Huh. Yeah, apparently. Perez that's... is out of the race. He can't come back in. 30 minutes later. Oh, yeah, he can come back in. Well, he wasn't technically ever classified out either. In the race I, I know, started. I know, but it's just like it—it it, it causes confusion. Well, I, I'm not—I don't think the Perez one was that confusing because the race technically never started, so he was—he yeah. was never technically out. It's just if it had started normal time, he was obviously out. So that's what everybody was saying. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that that other rule about if the race has to run extra formation laps that it just takes away from the like it doesn't count laps towards the race; it just takes away laps that the race does. That one's weird. I guess because of fuel reasons, that's yeah. why that happens. But that it's like it was, it was weird. Um, they should have never classified it as as it had started in the first place. Yeah, that too. They never really should have done that. But uh, I don't. I don't. So I thought the whole time I was also like in and out of consciousness because I kept passing out for like ten, fifteen minutes. But every time I heard them talk about it, I swear I kept hearing Martin say that they should not have started the clock like in the rule book, or they did not start the clock. And then all of a sudden, at one point where I really woke back up, they the were like, yeah, started. the clock has already started. Yeah. And they've only got like an hour and a half left. And I was like, wait, what? I thought I just remember hearing them say that the clock hasn't started. And then, so. and then apparently they're able to stop it with one hour left. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot <laughs> like, to do that. Which is, why why have it? In, why have the clock then anyways, if they can just stop it? Uh, I was weird. like, why couldn't they just postpone it till Monday? And I was like, obviously, they, well, they got to travel. But Zandvoort is three hours down the road from Spa. It's the mar. They'd have no marshals. All the marshals are volunteers. They would have to come back. Pay them another day. Tell the jobs be like, "Hey, we got a problem here." That's not how it works. No, it's. I quit my job. Because there is a race this weekend, it wouldn't have allowed time for all the TV stuff to get there on time for Friday. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel could have been the marshal on Monday. (laughs) Um. And also, it's just like, it, it would be unprecedented. That F one would never have done that before. I think they would have had there been a. I don't know. I, I think they would have. Put... I think they would have. But here's also the other thing: the weather was no better the next day. And you want to know something? I knew. I knew when Lando's crash happened. I'm like, I don't. I don't think they're gonna race in this. Like, That's, I just, I, that. I that brings up I went, a big conversation. About a certain turn in F one. No, not a, not Eau Rouge. 
Um, I mean, that, that's a conversation going that on. That is a lot, conversation. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring up the fact that fans went insane that they had qualifying in those conditions where Lando crashed. And then they just absolutely ripped F1 for not getting this race going in these awful conditions. Obviously, there was fans that were upset over other things that were involved. Do not get me wrong. I, I completely saw that. But I also saw a way too large of a scale of people just ripping them simply because the race wasn't happening. I'm like, you can't I, be ripping them I for qualifying the day before and then completely switch it the next day when they're doing, in my opinion, I think they did the right thing. I think that it was way too dangerous to be racing. I think they could have gotten it in at the original window. And a lot of the drivers said that as well. They said that was the best time to do it. They probably could have done it. Uh, but at the same time, do I fault them for trying to either get a better window or just doing it out of safety and, and not wanting to have what happened Saturday happen again on Sunday and be even worse this time with all 20 cars on track? No, I don't fault them for that at all. Uh, it is an extremely unfortunate situation that you have no right answer to, uh, to be honest. There there was no right way for them to handle it. They just handled it the way they thought was best, and it's in the situation where we are now. Uh, and I, I yeah, I, I don't think there was a, a correct – well, I guess there is a correct way to handle it, but there was no good way to handle it. There was no way that's going to appease everybody, no good way to get a race in. Uh, and, and obviously no good way to have this count towards the championship calendar. So, uh, which leads us to where we are now with half scoring points. half point. Yeah. And I still, I, I, I don't know how to feel about Mixed that feelings. One. I think they, yeah, they, they, I saw that they were considering, uh, getting rid of counting this race and just having it count for zero points in total. And I, I kind of think they should have done that, but at the same time, I mean, they technically followed everything under the rules to get yeah. that points. So I mean, either way, I mean, I whatever situation it was, no points, half points, it still affected the championship battle no matter what. Yeah. Because um, no points, well, they just lost a whole race right, to fight for the championship. Exactly. Half yeah. points, well, they didn't even get to race for those points. So it goes either way. Some weird point battles now because there's a couple guys that now have half in their points, I believe. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting uh, how that works. So yeah, they called the race. <laughs> And half points for racing. Right. George Russell podium. Sebastian Vettel held on to fifth place the whole day. I was like, my man, did a good job. Um, um, Max Verstappen with the driver of his career. I mean, to hold off the the Mercedes duo from, yeah, I mean, if that race would have got going, Russell cleans Verstappen out turn one. And then they announced oh. literally during the broadcast that he's going to Mercedes. I was going to say, I think I might have sent it to you, Gary, but I saw a meme and it was like Toto talking to George over the radio saying, wreck him now and turn one and the seat is yours. Um, I found that pretty funny. But uh, should we just... Uh, Silly season? This was not a race. Yeah, it was not a race. <laughs> But um, Zandvoort this weekend. One, but it was not a race. I'm excited for Zandvoort. We I'm get interested. Triple headers in a row. I'm interested to see how the racing is going to be there. Um, not good. Max Verstappen land is that? That's going to be something. I'm telling you. I'm excited you to actually the just see the, the atmosphere. The fans there are just like super Max, Max, just, Max. Super what if Max saw... and Hamilton come together though? That's oh man. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. 
I uh, I saw the, the the track promoters or whoever is not allowing the orange smoke into the track. Uh, That's probably a good idea. That's probably I, a good no, idea. I fully expect it to still be at the track. They'll sneak it in. I, I, I don't think there's any way that they that they won't have the orange smoke in there. Um, Are they worried about like an overflow of it? it? Yeah, I was gonna say that they, probably because they worried about visibility for the drivers. Honestly, it's weird. Uh, they probably expect everyone to have a can. It's raining right orange. I love the Formula One audiences because they have that type of stuff. What? Well, that's it just, just European audiences. It's just so much more alive. Um, but yeah, Zandvoort, I, this is going to be an interesting weekend. Um, and then there's some silly season stuff as well with some yeah. Formula One. Literally today really kicked things off. It, with it, it, it's starting to confirm the rumors. Yeah, mentioned. exactly. It's cl- everything's clearing up now. We're kind of like, okay, this is where things are going. And Kimi there's Raikkonen. also something else. Oh, we'll get we'll into get it. We'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. Kimi Raikkonen finally announces he is retiring at the end of the season. Said he made the decision in the wintertime. It had been highly speculated. It's finally official. Um, they haven't announced his replacement yet, but the rumors from um, very, very credible sources are saying that it is Botas to Alfa Romeo, which we also heard that same rumor with the Raikkonen retirement. Like, I don't know how many months ago it was now. Um, yeah. And then that means George to Mercedes. George Mercedes. I'm, Albon potentially well, to Williams. Okay, and that all right, here it and you wanna know something? Hmm. Uh it, recently on the Reddit. Uh Alex Albon's girlfriend has started to follow Williams F one team. She follows nothing else in F one. Yeah, well that that already confirms it. Yeah. <laughs> There's it's, no it's way happens. you're going around that one. Yeah. Uh, um And then that means that one guy, uh, Latifi, <laughs> Nick DeVry. Oh, De- oh, yeah, sorry. DeVry is the second Alfa Romeo driver. I, it's real quick, do you think Giovinazzi deserves to get the boot? I uh, I don't think he's a terrible driver, but I think for the performances he's shown, he's had three years to to really step it up, and he kind of hasn't. So I think at this point, he's he's run his course, and I uh, would not fault Alfa for going with somebody else. Let's put it. Let's put it this way. There's nothing. You might say there's nothing to get rid of him, but there's also nothing. nothing to, yeah, nothing, nothing to, to keep, keep him around, right? Yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, and, he hasn't put up the, the results. That I have that also supports him leaving, and it's you know don't shut me down. I want to have. I want to have it. Yeah, I want to have a conversation about it. So there was one official rumor about Alpha switching from Ferrari to Mercedes. So that would then obviously have. Uh, Bottas stay with Mercedes just as on a different team, and then DeVry, who is a Mercedes Academy driver, I believe, uh, beyond Alfa Romeo. So then that's also another reason why Giovinazzi would leave, because I believe he's technically in the Ferrari Driver Academy, and there would also be no connection to that. Uh, but So the theory that I have uh, is what would happen is obviously Mercedes has four uh, four manufacturers, or four teams technically, with their engines. They have Mercedes, uh, Williams, McLaren, and then Aston Martin. You can't have more than four, so that means they would need to drop one. So my theory is, is they drop Williams and pick up Alfa Romeo, and then Williams goes to do uh, Red Bull's Red engines Bull, because yeah. Red Bull is pushing Albon to Williams. There is no actual rumor around that. That is just me theorizing because that's kind of what I see happening if there is a rumor that Alfa Romeo is going to Mercedes, and it seems likely to me that they are because of all the rumblings that I've seen about their boss constantly meeting with Toto and going to Mercedes uh, 
uh, office and, and all this kind of stuff. So I, I think that is actually going to happen. And then we'll see uh, Williams go and team up with Mercedes, quote unquote, Honda engines uh, and or Red Bull's Honda engines. And Williams will, will technically be a third Red Bull team. Um, so that's what I see happening at this point. The only thing that is keeping that rumor, I think, from actually happening with this kind of debunking my theory is I saw last night that uh, Williams recently signed a new contract to get parts and engines from Mercedes until 2024. Obviously, that contract can be broken, I think. Uh, but that is one thing, one big thing at the moment, kind of keeping my theory from being correct. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to take in, but um, I mean, it, it, I'm, we don't know. <laughs> we never know. Let it play um, out, boys. I mean, I'd be interested to see if that actually happens, but Albon to Williams would be interesting. Um, I mean, you, you never know. Williams could come out next year with the new car and the best team on the grid. Yep. And then Albon looks golden, and he'll come up second to whoever he's up against. <laughs> Uh, I heard that Latifi very well might be getting the boot too, but as I also literally heard from the team principal that they're like, we think Latifi would also be ready to lead the team. So I've heard both ways on Nicholas Latifi with yeah, for, Williams. Uh, for the one guy in F2 that I don't know how to say his name, uh, I've seen rumors about him as well. I can't, I have no idea. How to uh, say I his lot, name. Sir. yeah, I lot, Elliot, so I don't know how to say his last name, but yeah. I'm yeah, interested to see what happens here. I mean, from the sounds of it, it's just a matter of time. We're very close around the corner that a, a Russell to Mercedes announcement should be coming. And both yeah, texts on his Instagram this past like weekend, my man. He was he's been teasing so hard. I genuinely thought he might return to Mercedes with his post. Yeah, I kind of did too. Um but I think I, it also I, makes I, sense I as well. If he's, if he, well, it, it it may not be. He technically could be re-signing a contract to stay with Mercedes just as a, on a different team now. You know, I mean, if especially if Alpha, that also fuels the rumors for Alpha going to Mercedes. Uh, but I think that one of two things had to happen for all of these moves start. Uh, for all these moves to start, and it was either going to be Bottas announced Alpha Romeo or Kimi retiring. Well, we've got the Kimi retirement announcement, so now that opens the door for Bottas to announce his move, mm -hmm. and then Russell to announce his, and then Williams to announce theirs, and then you know, it just keeps rolling. So Domino's falling. We've had here. the first move be made. Yeah, we've had the first move be made, and I expect we'll hopefully start seeing the others be made really soon because I want some stuff to talk about, and I want to see how the the grid is going to shape up next year. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I think the next couple of weeks could be pretty big. Uh, hopefully, that is. Um, of course, is whenever we have news, we will we will talk about it. Um, and that kind of leads us into the the future here with the this upcoming weekend with both F1 and NASCAR. Um, NASCAR is at Darlington. Formula One's at Zandvoort. We haven't had a race in Zandvoort to watch yet because they were supposed to do it gonna, last year. And then COVID happened. What are we gonna talk about NASCAR Twenty One at all? Um. There's uh there's options to make pit adjustments while you're racing. <laughs> the gameplay looked good from the the sun glare that you could see. There was an airplane that flies over Daytona. Day to night transitions are day to night transitions are legitimately confirmed. I think we'll dive more into it when we have like legitimate legitimate gameplay, but which could be this well, weekend. We got that fifty second clip. We're not talking yeah, about that. Clip, <laughs> yeah, clip, so. clip. 
Uh, the roof camera at Daytona, game. baby. Oh, We're behind Kevin Harvick. That was something else. I was like, man, come on, guys. Let, let's step it up a little bit. But something legitimate has to be coming. We'll have to wait and see. But, um, no, never. Yes. October 27th. Um, yeah, we'll try and dive into it more once we kind of get some more legitimacy. I think another dev diary has got to be coming out within the next week or so as well, I would hope. Or maybe, I think middle of September, honestly, might, and then like the other one would be like early to mid October, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, like this weekend, uh, Formula One NASCAR, we'll start with that one. It's easier to predict. We, th- well, uh, we like to think. I'm just posting a funny picture in the chat. It's um, funny to read it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Moving head. Um, so, the podium. Uh, at Zanvoort, I I'll start it off here, um, and say I think it's Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, and Sergio Perez. Jay, what's your podium prediction? Max Verstappen. Oh. Uh. Perez second, Hamilton third. I wanted to say Perez second, but I was like, I don't know. Um, Matt, what's your podium? Um, Max, Lewis, Botas. Okay, Botas back on the podium. When when was he I on the podium a... last? Was was he even on the podium at all this year? I just had to have been down there. A few times. Has he? Oh, I feel like it. Yeah, I, like, I can't remember the last time it happened. But... Uh, there's a there's a strong case uh, that can be made for Lando getting on the podium as well. But go ahead. Every week, pretty he much. Has six podiums. Yeah, six podiums. This year. Yeah, six podiums this year. Yeah, uh, Bahrain, Portugal, Spain, both Austria's, and uh, Silverstone. I don't remember any of them. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> like, is that a single one this season? What the heck? Matt, what's your podium then? I told you it was Hamilton versus that. Oh, that's I mean, right. That was you. Hamilton, that was you. Sorry. I was thinking that was Jay that said that. No. Uh, yeah, Jay said his too. Um, wow. Okay. So, Danvort, uh, looking forward to that. I really am. I cannot wait to see how that goes. But now we, of course, have the. NASCAR predictions here for this upcoming weekend. Random number generator between one and three. Okay. I am one. Jay is two. Matt is three. We hit go and we got a three. So that we're going to start things off with Matt. Who do you think is going to uh, win this weekend at Darlington? Uh, Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. Was it Truex? <laughs> he won the last one, right? Yeah, he dominated. Yeah, oof! I hope that doesn't happen again. Not against Truex, just a dominant bad. performance. I hope. I hope it happens because uh, assault and assault. Wait, I'm doing my fantasy layup. Did your starts reset? Yeah, you didn't know yeah. that. No. Yeah, I'm yeah, trolling. yeah. No, as <laughs> soon as the playoffs start, you get you can use everybody again. Okay, oh we're gonna hit go God. again. Now we got a three again. Uh, oh, I got a one. Okay, sorry, Jay, you got to go last now again. 
Well, I, I think that you go from no last at all to two in a row. Two in a row. Um, I think that Denny Hamlin, if he's not caught up in too much controversy going into this weekend, is going to kick things off with a win to start the playoffs at Darlington. Um, Jay? Who did you say? Uh, you... Denny Hamlin. Oh, okay. You took one of my picks, and I got to choose between my other two. Um, I narrowed it down to between Kyle Larson and Kevin Harvick. Uh, wild card, Kevin Harvick. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. I don't necessarily fully think that could happen. I think I would. Uh, I think I kind of expect Larson to to win over Harvick, but. Yeah, why not go go with the pick of Harvick? If Harvick wins, I'll do a shoey. Before, yeah, I know that's I know I know my 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 bullshit detector is off the charts. Yeah, you you owe us about five already, my dude. I'm gonna I'm going to um if Elliot makes the final four, I'm gonna say if Elliot wins, I'll do a shoey and just pray that I have to do a shoey. Um, oh, by the way, might as well mention while we're here, today is Gary's birthday, so happy birthday, Gary. Oh, Leave comments saying yeah. happy birthday. Thank happy you. Happy birthday, Gary. Thank I already you. told you a while ago. Yes, you did. You texted me. Jay texted me at like 12.30 or something. I Actually, I saw Jay, and I was going to respond, but then before I remember to respond, I was asleep. Yeah, that happens to me sometimes. Um, Thank you. I know the feeling. Um, So, yeah, Zanvort and Darlington. Zanvort. Um, I'm interested to see how the, both of those races go. Uh, Sunday morning, of course, for Zanvoort, and then Sunday evening, right? It's the Sunday race. Yes. Okay. Um, it'll be under the lights, though. And, well, later in the race, so I'm excited for that. Uh, because the last one was actually just straight up daytime, so I'm interested to see if that will change up things a little bit with those cars around that track, but... Uh, yeah, actually hopefully. got a month straight of uh, night races if you include yeah, the total last yeah, week. Yeah, let's go. Uh, which is nice to have I'm, us I'm back. I'm not going to say race. let's go because one of those night races is Richmond, and Richmond wow. uh, needs to be in the daytime. They, they need to swap a Richmond daytime race for a or a Richmond nighttime race for a Kansas daytime race. All right, listen. No, I don't know anything about Richmond. This needs to be repaved. All right. Yeah, All right. I mean, that too. But There we go. <laughs> they, they produce good. Richmond, as it is, produces good day races. Night races for it, though, are not good. And then they're the like, let's make it Kansas. nighttime. Yeah, um, it's a travesty that we have two Kansas races this year, and they're both in the daytime. And I believe both Richmond races are also in the nighttime. Yeah. And they should be in the daytime. No, the like first one was NASCAR. day. Oh, was day? Okay, good. Still. Not this time. Not good. Yeah, I was going to say the one in spring actually was surprising. It wasn't great. But, but um, yeah, so interested to see how those go. We'll be talking about those next week. Of course, hopefully some more silly season news, not only in NASCAR, but hopefully some Formula One well to talk about. And, yeah, I mean, I guess if you guys enjoyed, you know what to do. I think this is episode 32 or 31. 32. 32. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Like I said, if you uh, enjoyed, you know what to do. You can find us on a bunch of platforms. YouTube, if I can remember to upload it. Uh, I still have to upload last week, so I'm going to make sure to do that. Um, but we will see you guys next week. Have a great day, everybody.